This is Lost in the Groove. Where we have really awesome and meaningful conversations week after week. Things that matter to you. Can you hear me? Well, darling, you look gorgeous with those golden locks. Just okay. saying, okay, like with the sunlight, it's like, girl. <laughs> I put on my banana shirt. Oh. Put on my banana shirt. There you the go. Podcast. You got you got all the colors of the <laughs> rainbow. Yes. So I mean, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not sure really how we're gonna go about this. My my thought process was modern woman. You know, it sounds like a great yes. you know sex catalog. <laughs> cover yeah. you know with the exclamation points you know modern woman on fun god um but i don't know how to take this you know it's like what what is you know like what 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 exactly is a modern woman what what do we is there even a term anymore i i mean i think so but i mean i think when i hear modern women so i think like do we want to get into before right off the bat? Do we want to get into like non just binary gender identities, or do we want to just specific like what defines a woman before we talk about the concept of modern? I think what defines a woman is somebody that identifies. Hold yes. on. I feel like it's somebody that identifies as a woman. Look, I, I am one of I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an old school. LGBTQ member, you know, I'm one of those people oh, yes. that I believe in a very simple philosophy is where you can be whatever you want, boo. But <clears throat> the, the reality is, is that, you know, what defines a woman is not necessarily sex organs. I think what defines a woman is who a person who a person is, you know, yes. more than like what they are. A sense of like a feeling like a internal association like what like a, like what a person how a person identifies on a on a specifically individual level kind in of. a way i guess uh henry <laughs> just to just to catch you up we're uh, we're trying to define <laughs> a modern woman so we're getting into where if you want to talk about a modern woman like what defines a woman darling i mean you know Sometimes for some men, you know, tits and ass don't cover it, honey. But <laughs> yeah, I, 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 depends on the man. Uh, but all seriousness, I mean, like, what exactly defines a woman? A woman. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got weed in my system yet. Give me a minute. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with uh, associating... Well, I mean, I get, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a good question, but I guess I'm just going to kind of dive in. So like, uh, kind of a matriarch, uh, femininity define divine femininity, but you can have masculinity within it as well. Um, I think it's, it's generally something that does revolve around or like people do associate with the sex organs as well, but it's also more of how you perceive yourself in society and in like in the world around you. How like what role you play, I guess. What role you you feel calls or you feel is most true to you. What's your thoughts, Henry? I see that yeah, brain yeah. doing something, honey. You gotta <laughs> spill that goddamn beans. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't, I don't, you're, or you're asking me what defines a woman? Like, no, no, you know, we're not, we're, we're not putting anything in a box. What we're trying to see is we live in a society today where people are able to be more themselves, right? Yeah. And we are coming out of that fixation of, because, you know, she has tits and a vagina, you know, she's dumber than the one that has the penis, you know. Yeah, okay. You know, yes. In a society where we can be more fluid, you know, uh, being male doesn't mean you have to be masculine. Being female doesn't mean you have to be feminine. 
uh, we're breaking those barriers. The question, it's not a question. It's more of a realization of where the fuck are we? Like, seriously, like it's <laughs> fucking 2022. Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, are, are we trying to make a better future? Or are we, you know, trying to continue the ways of the past? I feel I like, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you go, you go. I was going to say, I don't think our society really has an issue with it. I think it's like the government that plays a huge role in like regulating laws and like pushing against against it. So you're saying it's not more of um, people that's the issue with this problem. It's more of the controlling powers. Yeah. Okay, I see. Because we'd like living in California, like I don't in LA, I don't really see. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly what you're saying, like femin feminism and like math. Or, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so ma- ma- mascul- ma- mascalone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, it's just defined within. The person, so it is, but a lot of the rest of the country is not like California or like the West Coast or Los Angeles specifically, or, or like or San Francisco. Yeah, yeah you have Texas. like you have you have so many parts of the country that still do try to put the concept of a woman into a box of subservience and into being like lesser than a man. I mean. I so I I'm non-binary, but I'm on the surface. People, I'm I'm a woman, you know, and so like, <clears throat> like, I find that even here though, like as somebody who I work with men a lot, and I'm often on team crews of like entirely all dudes except for myself. I don't mind it at all, but there's always a moment where they want to kind of hey sweetie you. And not like in a sexual way, but in a way where it's like, you couldn't possibly know how to design this thing. You couldn't possibly know how to build this thing. Listen here, I can, I'm going to show you how to do it. And then I have to explain what I'm you know, creating to them or I have to correct their work. And <laughs> nine times out of 10, I'm right and they're not. And then they eventually they're like, oh yes, you do know what you're talking about. And then after that, after that like pitching contest is over, then you know we're, they see me as an equal. But there's always, like with a new crew or like with certain people who are kind of of older generation, there's always a little bit of a learning curve, even here, even in California, even in LA. <laughs> it's strange, though, because, you know, uh, we, we were mentioning about places where, you know, the fluidity is more accepted. I mean, you, know, you look at other states where it's not. If... It, it kind of it, it baffles me because what I in my head what I see is you've got bags of meat that have a penis and then bags of meat that have a vagina and it's like so the bags of meat with the penises decide what the bags of meat of the vaginas are going to do. You, you see, that's how my brain is processing it. In my head, it's just <clears> like <throat> you're, you're you're the same species. You're just well, but a lot of it comes spectrums. down to yeah. But a lot of it has nothing to do with that. A lot of it is about our sort of cultural narratives that have um, like formed over centuries and centuries. And I think a lot of it comes back to people who sort of like things that come directly from societies where the women stayed home and they took care of the family, and the men went out and they you know fought animals and things, and it like the hunt, not, not even just hunter gatherer and like a you know pre-civilization kind of sense but just like any sort of like like before times where things were like the playing field was kind of leveled the way that it is now even though it's not like perfect it's much more you can be whatever you want than it ever has been and so a lot of people who kind of have more of a traditionalist perspective um they want to reinforce the roles that have been there before society was more open-minded so it's not a it's 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 not that they're looking at the biology or the sort of existential way of interpreting uh, flesh bags. They're looking at the cultural relevance and the cultural significance of the penis versus the vagina and what that signifies in a society. That's a great book title, by the way. I'm just saying, penis <laughs> versus vagina, okay? Any writer out there that's willing to write this, I will give you credit, okay? Great title. 
But I have too many books already. But I mean, like, you know, Henry, Eli makes a great point. I mean, because it's kind of like this thing baked in our culture for for God knows, I mean, thousands and thousands of years of, I guess it's a superiority. Is it a superiority complex? Is that how you would label it? Oh, like, yeah, especially <clears throat> with the older generation. Like, the Alta Cockers. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Those bastards. What? I don't think it's just superiority, though. I think it's that at different points in time, different societies, um, the roles that men and women had were specifically to keep the civilization going. So you had the women at home tending to the young, and you had men going out and bringing supplies and resources back to the village. And that's kind of true in in like most cultures across the globe, except for some that are more matriarchally based. But a lot of them kind of kept that uh, traditional role, like role, like, you know, like role of like man and woman, even though the necessities changed and there was much more there, the men could be, do what the women could do and the women could do what the men could do. But in the beginning, I think it was much more just like biological thing where it was like, the women tended to the home duties and the men were the ones who were supporting the home. I don't know. I mean, I have this I have this idea in my head of, you know, like you think of cavemen. I think the women were like the bitches. Like they ruled the, you know, like the men, like the cavemen, like fucking dogs, you know, like because, yeah. you know, because they had the upper hand. It's like, listen, if you don't listen to me, I'm not going to give you a fucking baby. OK, yeah. like this is not, you know, and then you had that like change, you know. Well, well, I mean, a lot of that is like the enforcement of like judeo-christian belief systems where you're trying where you believe that a woman has a place and a role you mean like religion yeah like religion but specifically also like judeo-christianity that sees women as subservient to men like that actually like specifically sees the man as the representation of god or like like the closest thing to god and women as subservient to man and where the woman should see the man as their as her god one time uh, on some of my travels many years ago, I've, I've traveled a lot, and this was uh, like an almost six-month uh, trip. But at one point in the middle, me and the person I was traveling with, we, ended, we found ourselves in a cult. It was called the 12 Tribes of Israel. And, and uh, it's, it's like a, it's a global cult, um, but they're like a kind of hippie. It's just a whole story to mm-hmm. itself. But basically, they invite people who are outsiders to the wedding. And the wedding is not like a wedding. Normally, it's like almost like a, a grade school play um, of the story of God and man and what it represents. And I think even though it is very much an extremist version of a lot of the others of, of that story, a lot of like a lot of sort of like hey, religion has that sort of paradigm still where it's like literally the man is like the image of God and the man is God to the woman. And so the woman worships the man and the man worships God. But then you have other societies, like there are other societies though that see the woman as God and see the woman as like like the, the being of fertility. And I think that, but the ones that see man as God try to uphold that as society shifts and changes and those concepts are no longer relevant. Right. You know, well said. I, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of strange because I mean, I grew up in a community that was very much like that, where women were kind of, you know, pushed to the side, and it's so strange because, especially now today, we're seeing more and more people standing up for what they believe in. Because again, you know, I heard this on, I heard this on another podcast. One of the crucial components to our consciousness as as human beings is this idea of religion. Now, religion doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism. Religion is just an idea of a group of people coming together and creating their own type of community, whether that be like, I don't know, uh, Pokemon or, 
you know, uh, ice skating or some kind of thing. But believe it or not, you are creating some kind of religion because now you have rules and restrictions around of what you're doing. I mean, yeah, I mean, in a way, we can't really escape religion. But I guess in a way, can we make religion more of a manageable thing equally for every single person? Well, I think it should be about like there's a lot of within like like I'm like personally a very like spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person at all. And there's a lot of, within like different spiritual communities. There's much more of a push towards your own sense of spirituality versus adhering to someone else's rule book. So it's your understanding of what spirituality means to you, of what God means to you, of your relationship with yourself and other people and animals and and the planet and spirit and just everything. But it comes down to like, are you listening to your own intuition? Are you and are you kind of like being open to what's there, or are you kind of trying to recite a list of truisms? Oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> because a lot of the time, uh, I think the truisms, like when people sort of lose faith like the concept of losing faith is when the truisms are no longer true to the individual who's trying going, to experience them. Yeah, like going on. I mean, for example, like perfect example with me is <laughs> I left my community. You know, in in our community, I'm called what's called OTD, which is called off the derrick, which just means going off the path. And it, it's viewed as an act of giving up of what you believe and by that sacrifice, you're ultimately going to hell by the time you die because you're not going according to, you know, girl, I'm one of those fucking people. I'm like, listen, I can't wait for hell. <laughs> Honey, I'm bringing my sunscreen. I'm bringing my sunglasses. I can't wait to be dipping in the hot tub. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, you know, like reality of if you're not a part of this, there's nothing else that's tangible because there is nothing else real except this. So... Going back to the same thing about religion is we are at a point where, again, we can't we can't fight it. It's just a reality of who we are. And that's just how we we've developed this society. Can we create those types of religions where. If a person left. We still can accept the fact that there are other beliefs, whether atheistic, spiritual, like you mentioned, uh, more godly or whatever the case may be, where we say, look, it's your opinion. I may not agree with you. That, that's my philosophy is I may not you know, agree with what you're telling me, but that's fine. That's your, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I could, I'll tell you how, how I feel, but you're always entitled yeah. to how you feel. Well, yes. I remember, so I want to, I want to not just to, I want to not just like bogart the conversation because I, I can keep going on tangents. But um, when I was uh, I was when I was traveling through India, um, I remember having Hinduism explained to me from a perspective of so of people who live there, and it was very interesting because uh, like the concept of Hinduism as one collective belief system is actually sort of a Western uh, Westernization understanding of like the sort of like trying to compartmentalize the different like deities and gods and spiritual beliefs within the cultures in India, like the, the, the huge variety of cultures and, and like gods in India. And it was explained that there are 44 million gods basically, and that they are, and that people worship different ones. They kind of see and acknowledge different, uh, the other ones, like there are Shivites, there are people who worship Ganesh, there are people who worship, like, but then they also see like Buddha or Jesus as other deities that are worshipped. And this is like, I mean, obviously, if I'm not saying this correctly and anybody's listening, tell me that I'm wrong. But this was explained to me by people when I was saying when I was there, like Indian people and also Westerners who were like studying it as well. Um, <clears throat> so it, like we were in Karnataka at the time. And basically, it's kind of a recognition of like, this is my path. This is my belief. I worship Hanuman or I worship, you know whoever, but like, I see that those people worship this other deity. And it's like, and even if they do kind of war with each other, it's not saying only mine is correct. It's polytheism. So it's the acknowledgement that there are other gods and other like structural belief systems. Yeah. 
but monotheistic culture as I think where we encounter the problem. And I think that's also where we see a lot of the reinforcement of like traditional gender roles as well. Cause it's saying there's one path and that path and that one true God, that one true way is this kind of very limited path. See, this, this is the issue because, you know, <clears throat> when you look at a monotheistic religion, like for example, Judaism and Christianity, a lot of it is based on text, biblical text. Now, you have to understand something. These texts were written, what, six, seven, maybe even 8,000 years ago. And we we barely understand hieroglyphics. Do you understand this? That's like, like what, yeah. three, 4,000 years old? So how are we supposed to understand an ancient language that's 8,000 years old to the day? There's, there's, you know, getting off topic for just a second, there's a thing in my culture where people of ancient, uh, you know, ancient Israel could speak with modern Israelis. They could speak and have a normal conversation. I don't believe that's true. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible for a culture to stay. We've seen this, though. It's not possible for a culture to stay the same way for thousands of years. It's just not realistic. It evolved. And also the person who's getting the spiritual downloads and writing the book, like if you get that, I get that download, we're going to write different stories because we have our own personal interpretation. It's filtering through our minds and ourselves and our identity. So like it, how we describe something might be different from how somebody else might describe the exact same situation or the exact same like, you know, uh, come to Jesus moment, so to speak. So you have to add that, I think, into it as well, where it's like, yes, the language is different, but then also like who's writing the transcript has a little bit of a say in how the transcript is written. Yeah. Ooh. And maybe they were written by women, but then stolen by <laughs> men. Ooh. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Well, and if it was written by women, how would it be different? Because maybe because of their their thinking and how they were raised, created right. so the way how that much, they wrote. Yeah. yeah. So how much of that? So how much of those gender roles are to kind of continue society the way that it exists? To continue the positions of power, uh, or allowing people in positions of power to stay in power. I mean, mm. I. Hmm? Any thoughts, Henry? I saw something where it's like where history repeats itself. Uh, Empire usually has a falling every like 50 years or something like that. And America's right around the corner. I think we have like. I think it's 250. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 250. Yeah. yeah. I saw something where we're like four or five years away from it. Well, uh. 1976 was 200 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are yeah. almost at... Oh, almost my God. Yeah, yeah 2003. I've seen a lot of videos about this lately, people talking about this. We are an empire that's about to fall. I mean, you can see it because of how, like, harsh the antithetical viewpoints are. Like, how, 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 like, how incredibly, like, separate they are. You have people who are trying to... I mean, like, just even with, like, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing happening, like, this is, you have people who want the country to remain as it is, holding on for dear life to reinforce, like, the power system that's based on genocide and slavery and oppression. And you have a young group of people who are younger, who are generally trying to shift that and make something that's more built on justice and equality and recognition of recognition of those faults. Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, <clears throat> if you look at the baby boomers, the ones that became the hippies and the dreamers and the musicians, I mean, you know, I could throw like Joni Mitchell as a great example. A lot of them didn't make it. A lot of them were brainwashed, died, 
overdosed and whatever little ones that we have left they're they're fighting i mean fucking a they're fighting in the cannabis industries they're fighting the technology industries they're all fighting but there's not that many of them there's too many more of their generation that were the bad ones that are around so they don't really have that much control and in a way they're they're trying to do something but like is that even enough like is that even enough that we have now it's not even that there's more there's another layer so my parents were that they were the they were the radicals born they were born in 1948 1940 uh 1950 and they were like and my mother's passed for many years my father's kind of uh not really we're like we're facebook friends but 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 like they were very much part of that culture that was trying to do things in a different way they had you know everybody had like the you know like a farm out in the middle of nowhere kind of dreams they had the but also the like let's change and reform society and the thing is like i think like you have the people who were able to somehow monetize that and survive and raise families with uh, financial stability and then you have people like my parents and a lot of and my other friends who were whose parents were also like old freaks who just kind of fell into this like you know, gray area of poverty for the majority of their lives. And a lot of the time died in poverty where it's like there there's to fight against a capitalist society. It is hard to find a way to get paid. And so you have a lot of these older hippie people who have these ideals of like either tune on, you know, tune on, tune in, drop out, or just like, you know, let's change everything, overturn it like revolution, like you have these ideals, but it's hard for them to maintain just basic survival necessities a lot of the time. I think that's one of the strengths we have now. There's a newer generation of hippies. Because now you have people that, you know, I'm going to beauty school, and it's really crazy because quite a couple of women in there, they're all like, Fuck the bullshit. I want to work for myself. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of people are doing now. It's like, fucking A. Like, why do I have to, like, go to school and waste my time being, you know, working on electronics and being an engineer when I could just be an electrician? And I get paid $80,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where society is. No one wants to... No one wants to fight any... You know, it's more of like, let me survive... Do it my way and get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, it's brilliant. But there's 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 avenues for that now. And while the elder generations paved the way for that a lot of the time, they kind of a lot of them died in the process. Blood has to be spilled for peace. It's true. Unfortunately. Wow, that went dark real quick, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So what does a modern woman mean? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's complex. It's like going through all the grooves and and the lines. And, it, you know, we're, we're kind of coming back to, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it in a way it's the modern woman. I think it's, I think it's the new, the new woman, the new man. I mean, our, our new way of how, we are as a culture. You know, one thing that I find so fucking beautiful is you have women today, they don't give a fuck. You know what? They're like, I'm going to wear my fucking jeans and, you know, like, you know, just my sweater, like, I don't know, like some, like, you know, baseball team or some shit. And, you know, like, just stop giving a fuck. And it's beautiful because, you know, we're finally getting to a point. It's like, who fucking cares of what you wear, who, where you wear it, and why you wear it? Like, who cares? It's not who you are on the outside that matters. It's who you are on the inside. And it's like, if you want to succeed, can't focus too much on the outside. It's true. But in the same note, the outside can be a extension of the inside. If you kind of tweak your avatar. If you hone <laughs> it well, Yeah. It can both mean nothing and it can mean everything depending on how in tune it is with the inside of Damn. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those things where we 
we've gotten to a place. I mean, it's crazy how far we've advanced, like to where we are now, and it's all because of people that said enough is enough. And like, you know what we we said earlier? Like, yeah, people died in the. Pro Unfortunately, people are always going to die in the process of something. Like, that's just. Realistic, but the fact that you have people that still give a shit, I mean, come on, girl. Like, look at all the fucking crap that's going on. And people are still giving a shit. They're not giving up like they did 30, 40 years ago. No. Well, there's also, we have so much more connection now. Because like, of the internet. Some, yeah, because of the internet, because of social media, because Instagram, and TikTok, and Facebook, and Twitter, and you have people who are able to, like, you know, like I watched this video the other day of like this person in um, some very, very like rural tribe in Africa who was like, I don't, I, I apologize for not knowing where it was. I forget. I don't even know if it said it on the video, but it was beautiful. And it was just like, they had, they had like, they lived every day in like full indigenous clothing still and like had this little grass hut and that was like their home and they were like showing it off on this like iPhone 13, like on TikTok. And I was like, this is exactly what the internet is for. This is exactly what it's for. So we can all connect with each other and see how we live and see how what's important to us and see that we're all fundamentally the same. But we have these also these vast differences of cultural understanding and like we need to listen to each other and like see what, what values each of us has in different places. And the internet allows us to do that. TikTok is the best algorithm I have ever used. <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 I mean, they got good Chinese Chinese uh, hackers working in the back rooms, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually what you get. I, it, Wherever it, it came from, it should keep going. <laughs> I, you know, it, it is it is true. I mean, we were able to... We're able to connect on so many levels. I don't know your thoughts about this, um, Henry, like in regards to like social media, but it is just so fascinating to realize like we're on a we're on a, a pretty big ball of rock. There's a there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot at all times. And uh, nonstop. Dude. Craziest thing that happened to me today was I was in a, a restaurant picking up some food and this they had this robot inside of this restaurant it freaking like rolled over towards me and like delivered food but I guess where it stopped is where the waiters or waitresses they come and grab the food and then they press finish, and then the robot will, like, go right back to the kitchen. I was just like, what? We're in the process of, like, iRobot. Yeah. Have you seen those robots that are delivery services that are entirely just delivery services? Where, oh, like, yeah. it's just, yeah, they're crazy. I think, um, I think, artificial, I think artificial intelligence is the, the future of this this superior gender complex that we have in our society because there's a lot to learn from ai they're they're not sentient they're they're programmed to do what they're programmed to do which is to learn information and then respond and know how to respond to each task but i think eventually we will get to a point in the future where they'll be able to communicate with us on an individual level you know what I mean? And, and you know, kind of break that barrier of anyone can talk to you. Anyone can hold your hand. Anyone can work together. doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or where you come from. And people are fucking terrified of AI. I'm one of those people. I'm actually looking forward to it because I think it really will change our society. Definitely. And I think po more positive than negative. Absolutely. And also, there are so many things that people can experience. They might not have the means or like the ability to experience physically with AI. Like there are so many places people are going to be able to travel in their minds. There are so many, there are cafes that have people who, this is current, there are cafes that have people who are paralyzed 
to operate robots with their minds um, that are like our baristas, basically. Yeah. That it's a real thing. And so there's just, there's so much more, there's so much integration that can happen. And there's so much more kind of equaling of like the, like leveling of fields that can happen. Like, I remember I, so I studied photography for many years. I'm uh, 35 and like I, I studied it in high school, I studied college and it was always such a huge financial sacrifice and it was so expensive. It was, it was such a pain in the ass to do. And like, it was something that there was definitely a barrier whether or not you had the ability, like the financial ability to continue to do it and do it well and get really good at it. Cause it was like all the, that, the components were so expensive. Now, if you just, have a basic phone like whatever the like last model of like an iphone or an android is you can take photos and you can learn how to take photos and you can find you can you can make the images that you're trying to make without having these huge barriers so it allows people to kind of i mean it's not the same as like a film you know film camera but it's like in terms of creating like creating photo pieces of art and creating films creating music videos there are so many ways to take away a lot of the barriers to keep people from creating the things that they want to create with like through integrating with technology. Yeah. It's kind of cool to think that I've seen recent television shows like this of the future. And I, and I think it's very realistic where, you know, our technology will become integrated with artificial intelligence completely. And, it will not only learn from our society, but it'll learn from individuals. So the more that you use it, the better it'll become. You know, I'm one of those people. That's like that, TikTok's algorithm is that. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm one of those people that believe, like, in the future, people are going to be like, those losers that used Alexa. <laughs> we, have, we have Clara, you know, like this, like, fully, like, you know, like like you know 200 year advanced version of alexa is just like an actual like being just just pops in your house and it's like you have two more minutes on your timer sir you know and it's just a person just telling you that in your room it's a hologram but everything takes baby steps and like that's one thing uh we we've seen for a very long time where it's like takes so fucking long for anything to get changed oh my fucking god like seriously like look how long it took us to get where we are now 48 fucking years jesus christ you know what i mean you know but hey i just feel like i mean ai isn't bad but it just depends on whose hands that it gets into because i feel like there are like people out there that will try and and use it for things that are not so good robot wars robot wars all right who's excited for this i'm excited robot wars well that's the whole issue with singularity too where where technology becomes more more intelligent than humans they yeah. created it yeah and they're like hey bitches can't kill us we can kill you <laughs> and it's just you know, but i mean going back to um going back to today's topic which i have no fucking idea where we are anymore but anyway <laughs> I, I mean what do you what, what do you think is the future um for women as a whole, not necessarily, you know, people that are women and identify differently, but I'm just saying in general, just women entirely. What are we looking at in the next like 15? You know what? Make it even short. Next 10 years. I think we're going to see a huge split down the middle. And we're going to see, especially in this country, where we're going to see a lot of conservative women who are trying to uphold uh, the concept of like the good, a good wife. And like that, like that, the, that sort of Christian ideal of womanhood. And then I think you're going to also see a lot of women who are like, no, fuck that. I should be the CEO of this company. I should be running this thing. I should, you know, I have every right, every, you know, bit of a right to be here as any man does. And so you'll see both very, very empowered women who like can completely run the show. And then you will also see women who believe that those women are going to help. Damn. Hilfa. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. When you say those conservative women, all I can think about is Real Housewives. 
Atlanta. <laughs> I think of the alt-right women. It's a whole movement. I was just watching a documentary about this, but I knew a little bit about it before. There's like women of the alt-right because the whole concept behind like the alt-right is that they really do have like like uh, Nazi like legitimate Nazi ideals and within that they have like the women are seen as these kind of they're meant to support the men they are meant to purely be secondary characters wow yeah and unfortunately because as much as we have like you know wonderful connectivity through technology we also have things like 4chan and we have like dudes sitting basement playing like call of duty for 40 hours not peeing and like you know <laughs> then blaming all of the issues on the women who refused to date them like you have that kind of connection as well and as as you have that you have women who do fall into that ideal unfortunately as well who kind of fell into that same trap of like power structure and so as you have this rising of like the sort of the radical woman, the modern woman, uh, the new woman who is not necessarily limited to biological parts as well. You have these people who are conservative, who believe that that needs to be stamped out and that that is like the worst thing. Yeah. And the more that you see the radicalism, the more you're going to see the pushback. Interesting perspective. I don't, I don't, you know, it, me, me with the goddamn weed, man. Uh, so <laughs> in New York, uh, you know, we've, we've got a lot of Russian immigrants and damn. Okay. If you ever been in a Russian home, yeah, no, no man, no man is in charge of his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the really? wife, it's the wife's house. Okay. And like. They take this very seriously, like a religion. Uh, it, it's so true. Like each culture has their own thing, but th- there are yep. cultures where it's like, it's like literally there's a line. It's like, you do this and I do that, and we don't we, we don't we don't cross the line. You know, you don't go there and I don't go here, and i mean that kind of is is kind of strange i mean th- doesn't anybody ever have that like passion or desire to like ooh, let me let me put one little toe on the other side of the line you know like just that little that little itsy bitsy you know part of you that's like i want to cross it fucking a i want to cross it yeah i think there definitely is that but in cultures that are very controlling that punished seen seen as a, a sign of rebellion yeah it's seen as a sign of rebellion and disrespect to whatever the structure of that society is and sometimes it's met with physical punishment or ostracization ostracized i can't say it, being ostracized from that community um and so it's kind of like you know, it tries to push that rebellion out of people. Damn. Try to push the ostrich out. It's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. Well, and when you have, yeah, right. But when you have this concept of hell or this concept of losing your entire community over your head, if you really believe that, then you're going to change your behavior and you're going to fall in line. All I know is from from where I was raised, many of the women that were around me, miserable, miserable. They would put on these happy faces, and but you could tell that they they just were keeping themselves going because they had kids and they kept themselves busy schedules, you know, booking things and. It's it's just it's just so hard to think that we, we've we've come this far throughout history from literally butchering people because they weren't Greek and they're considered not not human because you know they're not they're not and and, and just warfare went you know warfare over stupid borders that make no fucking sense. And, and in some way, we're, we're still going through the same bullshit. I'm like, 
Don't we ever fucking learn? You know, it's like, you know, it's like somebody's got a knuckle sandwich so many fucking times in their head, and it's like, boy, if I hit you one more time, I'm going to be in the ER. You know, like, is, is there a point where we realize, like, we've gotten hit so many times, can we just fucking stop for once? I guess we're just so blind. Well, I think those are the people who are creating these new things. The people who are like, stop hitting me. <laughs> I want to create a different, I want to create a different culture. I want to create different rules. And they break off from that. Damn. Henry, you, you, you look like you've been in a mind warp. What's going, what's, just, what's going on in your brain? I've been just super high, man. Damn, man. <laughs> I'm in hot too. I got, I got my pipe. Like I'm just learning from you guys, honestly. There's not, there's not a lot of lot of learn. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just Dave. You know, I, uh, got, you know, I've, I've got my own characteristics. I, I don't see myself as a person that's a part of the change. I see myself more as a, a spectator. Uh, you know, I've always, I've always used, viewed myself as a delta. You know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily follow any group you know like I, I i do identify myself as a libertarian but not politically um and i have my own you know point of perspectives and beliefs and it, it just it keeps on on going back to the same thing where it hurts it hurts because i know what it is to be on the other side to not be accepted i know the other side of to be abused because of who you are and to have where, again, you know, I don't want to be one of those people to get on the whole thing with abortion, whatever. What I'm all saying is we keep on focusing on useless crap when we can focus where we have so many young teenagers, so many people right now that can use excellent education on this. Sex mm -hmm. ed, for a great example. Learning to be able to understand your roles as you develop and realizing... You can be whatever the fuck you want. You got to figure I, that that shit over time. Yeah, I think that's uh, our government. They're just. I feel like there's something else hidden. There's things behind the scenes going on, and they're the just changes. But and, but they throw these like big political like wars, like the Roe versus Wade thing, just that's to distract us. From something that's, you know, going on behind the scenes. I told you this. The what pissed me off about the overturning of Roe v. Wade is not that Roe v. Wade was overturned. It's the fact no fucking you know media bullshit crap, whatever you want to call it, talked about sex ed. That's what no. fucking pissed me off. I'm like, so. You're basically telling women exactly, you know, when they, you know, when they can get an abortion and how they can get an abortion. But you don't want to talk about the reason why there are women getting abortions. I get it. The rape thing is very low in this country. I get it. I, that's not what I'm, I'm fucking talking about. I'm talking about people that have no fucking idea what safe sex is. Because they never fucking learned that shit in school. I didn't learn any of that fucking shit in school. Okay? It's fucked up. So how do you expect to raise an entire society of whether women and men, whatever the fucking shit is, where you, you don't even have a proper structure to educate these fucking people, you know, like. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, that's why a lot of things lean towards abstinence only training, because it's this idea that if you tell people about it, they're going to go run off and do it. So rather than teaching safe sex and teaching protected sex, they teach don't do it and that means that everybody goes into sex uneducated when they're young and that's why you have like you know in accidental pregnancies it, because they, they're not taught it's i mean there's probably a handful of people where it's like oh i decided to raw dog it or whatever but like i think more often than not it's people going into especially younger people not being educated about how sex how you could actually get pregnant and that's because there's so much abstinence taught it's just taught don't do it don't do it until you, you know, you're old enough to understand how to do it. But if you're never taught how to do it, then 
you can kind of go into your life doing like thinking that you're safe and then comp- and you know finding out that you're pregnant it's just again going back to this to this thing where one one amazing thing that we, we, we have, and unfortunately, a lot of it's been taken away from us with all the fucking spying. Yeah, I know I, I know that you fucking NSA is listening to me in this fucking phone right now, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, is our privacy. I mean, fucking A. You know, one thing that we have a right to ourselves is our right to our privacy. What the fuck does that mean? That means that if I want to fucking go to the urologist, it's none of your fucking business. It's my personal thing that's going on. If I want to go out fucking Saturday night to a bar, you don't have to fucking know where I'm going. It's none of your fucking business. Yeah. It's my life. You know? You you can't you can't force people to do shit. Like this is you know, it 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 goes back to the same thing over and over again. If you want to fix society, don't tell people what to do. Don't. Because every single time you sell us, don't do something. That's an act of control, whether you think about it or not. Decent people, I mean, for fucking Christ's sakes, decent people will not pick up a fucking rifle and shoot somebody in the head. No. Okay? Most decent people won't do that. So to give the excuses, well, if we don't tell them the rules, they're just going to do whatever they want. Yeah, their people can always do whatever they want. But there are people that do have morals. I think I have morals. Some left. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm driven very much by my internal sense of justice and morality and, and my ethics. And I think, you know, a lot of the choices I've made in my own life are, are like what I, doing the right thing. And not like someone else's concept of right, but my own internal barometer for it, my own internal measurement. But I think if you have when you have strict societies it's just like having strict parents they're afraid that if they let if they let go of control they're going to lose any power they have or any like you know well control they have so they hold really steadfast onto it to try to maintain it but what they end up doing is cr- is like either crushing the spirit or angering the person they're trying to control so you know, but that's the thing. It's like they're, the fear is that if they just take their hands off of, like, the reins, it's going to go haywire. Right. See, it, 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 it all turns back to fear. Fear. Fear is, is the, the motherfucker of emotions, okay? That shit... That shit has caused a lot of problems. We've used fear for every every possible thing you can think of. That's how we educate, or that's how we keep people in line. Is entirely like fear mongering. It's, it's all based control. Isn't that fucked up? Come on, isn't that fucked up? That you need to you need to use scare tactics to keep people in line. I mean, like, come on, man, come on. I think that's like that's like most societies, though. It's the idea that without the threat of something bad happening, people wouldn't do the right thing. Yeah, but look, yeah, but look. For example, you know, if you look at the workforce, look what it has caused. It's basically caused this fear of well, if a woman wants to succeed in you know a workforce, she has to work harder because she has to prove herself or some kind of fucking bullshit, and it's yeah. like. Like what are we twelve? <laughs> like what, what? What kind of what kind of crap is this? It's ridiculous. It's like you have two people doing the same job. Like what does one have to prove over the other? It's because of the fear because she's a woman that she might take control. Like I don't know what they're just going through their fucking minds. It's the belief that women don't have as developed uh, mental capacities as men or physical strength as men. I beg to differ. I mean, of course, me too. But I'm like, by a woman multiple times <laughs> on multiple occasions. I've been a build lead on multiple things, <laughs> but like, but that's you know, but that's but we're not we're not the status quo that we're talking about. We are the outliers, and whether you see yourself as a delta or as more of a 
you know, one of the originators, one of the sparks, you are still an outlier. And so the perspectives that we have are that of the outliers who not only challenge the structures of our society, but we also actively subvert them. So to us, what seems obvious and really straightforward to other people might never even be considered. Damn. I know it's, it, it's, uh, it's kind of looking and, and seeing their perspective and I have a very hard time with that because I don't, I try to understand the other side, but the thing that comes back to me always is what do you have to live harder? You just, make, they're right. just making, they're just making things harder. It's like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like you're making life that's already complicated, yeah. more complicated than it needs to be. Well, but they think that we're making things harder by trying to be different. It's all perspective. Like, this is something I talk about a lot with people is like, perspective is everything. And so like, if you see a car crash and there's 20 people around, it's in the middle of an intersection. You have 20 people at different points. You have some in houses, you have some at crosswalks, you have some in other cars, the bikes, whatever, some with a stroller. Every single person is gonna have a different perspective on that accident. It's not just the difference in perspective of the of the two drivers who get into the wreck, it's perspective of every single person that witnesses it. So what is hard for one person might be, you know, like, or like what, what, not, let's not even say hard, but like what is making life harder for one person might be liberation for another and vice versa. Yeah. If, and that I think comes back to, uh, not to beat this dead horse, but like the concept of maintaining the power structures that are already enforced. When the power structures are built on concepts of oppression and systemic, like systemic oppression and systemic in, like in, in this and a kind of like dysfunctional, like socioeconomic systems, like every single thing that is keeping society that's built on those things running is going to be, you know, either consciously or unconsciously reinforcing the things that got it there. Wow. We tend to, it's kind of like building, it's kind of like building a structure on a damaged foundation in a way. It's you like just keep, you just keep on, you just keep on, it's like, it's like going to your neighbor's house and killing them and then building a house on top of it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's literally what it is. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and so as long as you have that, you have to maintain this illusion of it being, you know, the land of the free, even though it has never been. Like it yeah. has never been except for a very selected group of people, uh, white men. Um, and <laughs> like, you know, and like a straight white men and like, of course, sorry. straight cis white men. Yeah, yes. but like, <laughs> uh, you know, but it's like it's and and so all the like so the the they were like that was who created the original instructions for the country, who created the original laws. That's who's still in the majority of the power or the powerful roles in the country. Oh, like you have people, white out the cockers. That's what we call them in, yeah. in, in our Jewish world. It's out the cockers, which means old farts I in English. That. I love that. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but like the more you have people challenging that, you, the more those people are shaking in their boots or they think that we're like a bunch of dummies and that we're going to be overthrown. <laughs> you know, I'm, this is a this is a great place to I think it's a great place to leave off. Uh, <laughs> I have no fucking idea what we're doing next week. Who fucking knows? But um, any uh, any final any final thoughts from us outlaws? Yeehaw, doggy. Henry. Why is Henry? The beer guys insights on what a modern woman is in today's society and about artificial intelligence and all the other great things we talked about. Listen, I said we were going to be talking. I didn't tell you it's not going to be weird. You didn't ask me. 
<laughs> um, but anyway, this has been fun. It's been great. We 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 love all you people, and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see eventually. Who knows? All right, peace. We have reached the end. Well, not really. It's just the end of the podcast. We really appreciate your support, listening, and our guests that come on that share their incredible stories. Be sure to check out our description box. We have social links where you can find us all over the place. And also our other podcast, Jam Bam with Mike and Dave. So here's to next week on Lost in the Groove. <laughs> <laughs>